Independent Business Podcast is brought to you by HoneyBook, the all-in-one platform for anyone with clients. Book clients, manage projects, and get paid faster all with HoneyBook. You can use the code podcast to get 20% off your brand new account and let business flow your way. We've all heard about the like, know, and trust factor when it comes to marketing our businesses, but did you know that your clients are more likely to trust you if they have the ability to make eye contact with you? Well, it has a lot to do with the fact that the human brain has an entire area dedicated to recognizing faces. It's called the fusiform face area. And it means that video marketing in particular is an incredibly powerful tool to help communicate your value as an independent and to solidify that working relationship that you have with your clients. Today on the podcast, we are sitting down to talk with Zaley Barclay, a visual content creation coach and a video marketing expert. She specializes in helping entrepreneurs effectively stand out and make a genuine impact in the digital space. I've known Zaylee for several years, and we actually showed up to a conference matching. Yes, matching, not uh, in any sort of planning. No, that was completely by accident, but we bonded in that experience of walking in wearing the exact same thing. And in case you're wondering who wore it best, it was obviously Zaylee. Come on, not even a competition. But her genius, her dedication, her passion for helping independents, Frankly, it's unmatched. And so today, I can't wait to dig into this conversation. I can't wait for you to hear everything that Zaley brings to the table to help you level up your video marketing game. Hey everyone, this is your host, Natalie Frank, and you're listening to the Independent Business Podcast. More people than ever are working for themselves and building profitable businesses in the process. So on this show, I sit down with some of the most influential authors, entrepreneurs, and creators to break down the science of self-made success so that you can achieve it too. Hey, Zaley, thanks so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, Natalie, I'm so excited to be here. I'm like bouncing off the walls this morning. So we're going to have a good conversation. <laughs> it's going to be good. I knew that the moment you said yes. I was like, this is going to be quite the podcast episode. I am so excited to share all of your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners. And before we get into the meat of the conversation around video and showing up, the science of showing up, why it matters, I would love for you to share with folks a little bit about your journey from the standpoint of like what led you to caring so much about you know, video content creation. What what journey led you here? Oh my gosh, it's been such a long journey. It's almost a decade of being on camera and helping others get confident enough to be on camera. I just realized that when I first decided, hey, I want to have a business and I want to make this thing like, you know, go to the moon. <laughs> I realized that I was so afraid to be on camera, to share my expertise. Lots of imposter syndrome started coming up, childhood trauma, like all of the things started kind of popping up uh, when I decided to get on camera. And I decided, I'm gonna figure this thing out. And then as I started to, I found a natural just knack for it. And then I learned how to sell on camera, like how to structure content, how to do educational content, because it's completely different. So I started diving deeper and deeper into the process and wanting to teach others because I started getting, how are you so confident? How do you set your cameras up? How do you get dressed? (laughs) How do you have such high quality? So I started just wanting to get to the core and the root of, first of all, helping people understand their value and Mm. just the fact that you have something in there that you've got to get out for somebody. 
And then we can dive into equipment and creating high quality content and all that jazz. But that's kind of how I started from my own journey. And as I grew, I started seeing people in my exact shoes. Like, I don't have anything to say. I'm not confident enough. I'm not beautiful enough. And frankly, <laughs> um, no pun intended, I feel the same way. So it was about really helping people to just get on camera and dominate like I had taught myself to over the years. I so often hear people jumping right to the equipment as the reason that they're not on camera or not doing more with camera. But what I've kind of learned from watching you coach and just, again, like listening to the feedback from independent business owners in our own community is I think it's a mindset. I think there's yeah. something deeper than the equipment that we need to address at the forefront of this. What do you think it is that really makes this so terrifying for us? Why do so many people hesitate to put their face in the forefront of their business? There's so many reasons why, like I can go on and on, but I will start with sometimes we're overanalyzing ourselves. <laughs> so now if I put my face on camera, I'm actually giving someone else the chance to pick me apart, right? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's things that you were told as a kid about yourself that you kind of have to unravel and undo and process within yourself before you put yourself out there. For me, I know a lot of times I, I never shared my my most potent message because I was a people pleaser or am. I still, you know, am healing and processing things like that. So it's like, if I say the wrong thing on camera, what's going to happen? Am I going to get canceled? If I say how I feel innately or if I share my experiences, like, you know, is that going to resonate with anyone? So there's so many factors that I see other people going through. And like you said, they think it's the equipment, but I've also had like clients that have bought tens of thousands of dollars of equipment and still never showed up. So it's not your equipment. <laughs> In your own journey, what was it for you that helped you to get over those hurdles that you faced as well? Those fears, those kind of mindset setbacks that you're talking about others experiencing? Because I have no doubt you also face them, like well, you yeah. mentioned yourself. What helped you personally to kind of put your face more into your business? You know, Natalie, every year I tell myself at the top of the year, like, I want to help 500 women get on camera or I'll pick a number, right? So that number has changed over the years and the capacity that I would love to serve has changed over the years too. But I would say transferring my ego of sorts from thinking about myself to if I am not showing up on camera, then I'm blocking other people from actually you know amplifying their own voices or getting on camera or like I genuinely believe that I'm walking in my purpose and I feel like if I'm not doing this yes I could think someone else is doing you know can do it of course there are other people but for me on my journey there is something that I, I need to help somebody with and if I'm afraid of getting on camera myself and I'm putting you know, my whole self into, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm afraid that I'm blocking someone else. And as business owners, we get paid to provide solutions. And that's the solution that I can provide effortlessly and easily. Fantastic. I, I want to share some quick stats here that just really surprised me. Um, if we're looking at how video has been used in businesses, specifically with marketing, 91% of businesses use video as a marketing tool right now in 2023 yes. and that's an all-time high from 2016. 
You know, I, I think we're seeing a massive shift. We all know it. We all feel it in how we are showing up on the internet. It is becoming a cross-platform. It doesn't matter whether you primarily market on TikTok or uh -huh. you're marketing on Instagram. YouTube's always been video-based, but even now is moving to shorts, right? And really mm -hmm. leveraging shorts as a vehicle for content creation. LinkedIn, Twitter, I could go on and on and on, but the reality is video is becoming not a nice-to-have, but a must-have. <laughs> Would you agree with that? I think you would, but I'd love to know your take on this sort of big shift towards video in the marketing space. Yes, uh, I love that you pulled out the stats because I've been teaching people that concept since 2015. I've been telling people, if you're not getting on camera, you're gonna have a problem in the future. Now, honestly, I had no idea what the future held, but I understood right. <laughs> that, you know, I understood the power of video. And I tell people all the time, if I wasn't getting on camera for all these years, all the opportunities that I've garnered and things that have come, you know, true for me, like it would have never happened if I wasn't on camera as often as I was. So if you are looking to shift in your business, I can't say it enough. Video is definitely the way to go. Now, I've seen some really incredible things done with a lot of our members, a lot of um, independent business owners incorporating video into sort of that early stage of the client flow. So uh -huh. a lot of us think, okay, video marketing, uh -huh. but there's also video content that you can uh -huh. just integrate and show up as yourself, whether uh -huh. it's in an email, you can actually send video in an email, you can incorporate video you know, into the client flow at so many different stages. And I know, you know, education, for instance, another space, if you're edu educating clients or if you are in the education space, obviously video and course creation is critical. I'm curious if you've seen folks use video in any really creative ways or if there's any space kind of beyond video marketing where you see video transforming an aspect of a client relationship or client flow that, you know, perhaps somebody might not consider right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I love that you shared that because there's so many aspects of video, you know, like we do think marketing, but there's Zoom meetings, there's, you know, like I know for us, we realized that when we do workshops, hosting it in a way that is less of a webinar and more of a meeting where I can connect with people and really talk to people, like it definitely transforms the customer experience because yeah. those people want to move higher up into whatever else you have to offer with you because you've spent time with them. Um, under, you know, helping them break through a specific barrier. So there's that, like, I know when you, we think about all of these huge course creators and people in the educational space, but even using video in, as a part of onboarding into your online course can be so effective. You know, like um, sending a bonjour to someone to just welcome them and thank them, congratulate them for investing in the program things like that can be so effective and can be just just such a beautiful touch. Like I know sometimes I get cold emails in my inbox and the person is like, well, I worked out this strategy for you. You know, if you can click this video, you can see what I did. And at first I was like, that is genius because I'm more likely out of curiosity to click to see, you know, what you're possibly sending than if you just send me a PDF or just a uh, an email telling me, hey, your website needs help. I know it needs help, but <laughs> if you send a video and you break it down, I'm more likely to look at that video. So there are so many ways, simple touches that are actually really high converting. I think that within Instagram, being able to, you know, like 
leave a video message specifically to someone that is so empowering and people don't think about little things like that that are high touch especially in the space that we're in right now where there's so much going on in the online space high touch is it so you can use video in those ways and honestly sometimes i'll do that in the dms and people are like completely shocked they're shocked to hear me say their name they're shocked to you know see me speaking directly into them or pouring into them or sharing about something and it doesn't have to be like you know super manicured it's like a story but a direct story so people love things like that and i have definitely built like lifelong customers like that like i'll launch something and i'll be like why did you sign up for this? You don't need this. And they're like, I just want to be there. I just want to be there. And I'm like, okay, get it. <laughs> you know, so definitely. I love how you emphasize that personalization, that high touch, not so scalable aspect Oops. that just does make a tremendous impact. You know, someone's name, it's one of the first words that we learn as a human being is our own name our caretaker will say it to us we begin to learn our name it's knitted into our identity dale carnegie has a quote where he says someone's name to them is the sweetest sound in any language and video allows you to actually say someone's name to them and trigger all of those senses of comfort and familiarity right off the bat leveraging video genius how you use that in the instagram dms i love it now there are hurdles right there are hurdles that keep people from using of video course. i wanted to share a couple more stats because we're having fun with these numbers here okay. reasons for not using video and in this case it's in particular to marketing 30 percent of people say they lack the time to create video content 18 percent of people don't know where to start but today they're going to know exactly where to start because we've got we've got you here 10 percent of people feel video is too expensive I'm going to leave those there and see if there are any kind of aspects of whether it's the lack of time, not knowing where to start, feeling like it's too expensive, inaccessible in that regard. You want to debunk any of that? What do you have to say to any of that? Yeah, I think there are so many things that come before that that people actually aren't aware of before all of those things. And it, it kind of would first probably start with the I don't know what to say. A lot of people they're not sure of what they're offering or who they're specifically speaking to or what those problems that that person that they're speaking to is experiencing. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because we naturally want to help as people, especially as business owners. We've created our businesses so that we could help other people. And if you're speaking to a friend and they're telling you that they have a problem that you can solve, man, you are going to start like, oh my gosh, I can help with that. This is what you do, X, Y, Z. And so I think that a lot of people don't understand the problems that their customers and clients are struggling with. Because if you did and you were able to speak directly into it, you would forget about video being expensive or not having the time or, you know, things like that because you have your phone. You know, you're able to get started directly on that. One of the reasons why I've been enjoying like short form content is because I can give you bite-sized information. So I have no like, I can sit down for an hour. And as long as I'm aware of the problems my client or customer is having, in an hour, I can have like five or six TikTok videos. So I can do that in an hour and I'm good for the week, right? And I'm saying five or six, but as you practice, man, you'll understand like so much, uh, how to create so much more. Sometimes I'm laying in bed and I'm like, all right, let me create my five things that I want to speak about, you know, on social. And of course we, we can repurpose that content. We're able to amplify that content 
on different platforms and get paid for it as well, right? Because the platforms are pushing that right now. So I think that it's less of a lack of time and more of a lack of not understanding who you're speaking to Mm -hmm. and how you can really help them. I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. As you're talking, I realize even for myself, when I am on fire in my content creation stage, it's because I've done the pre-work of understanding the problem and who I'm speaking to and how they need me to show up for them. And so you're absolutely right. Which yet again, it's almost as if we say and we believe that video is too difficult. But really, I think we're not even at the point to where we can turn the camera on in the first place. Exactly. Yes, we're hitting that kind of blank page syndrome, right? That I feel sometimes with the document. I'm like, what do I say? I don't even know, which you're absolutely right. Now, the one point there around it being too expensive to get started in video, I'm very curious. You know, I hear that and immediately think, but wait, if you have a phone, you have a camera. Yes. I'm curious about your thoughts around that. Do you think someone needs the best, most professional equipment when they're starting out? Is it okay to start with a phone or a webcam? What do you normally recommend? You know, well, first of all, this is why we named our academy Start, Shoot, Grow. And we've tried to change the name and we just can't find something that it just fits into like, you know, those brackets so perfectly. When you're just starting out, no, you don't need all of the things. You got to use what you have. I started with my phone and then I upgraded, you know, so uh, definitely start with your phone. The best camera is the one that you have in your hands right now. So if you have your phone closest to you, use your phone, stand in front of a window. I still use my phone so much right now to create content. I sell from my phone. I do a lot of things from my phone. I do have my set and, you know, it's set up all the time. But honestly, I have my phone. And because that's a direct connection and I have it in my hands all the time, I use my phone a lot. So what I love about the times we're in now is that content creation has grown legs to where you don't like it used to be a thing, right, where you would have to have all of the fancy cameras, like all of your your favorite YouTubers really used like high quality cameras and things like that. And they still are. But if you're starting out, we have more people starting out than ever, I feel like, and they're using what they have. They're using what they have in their hands. So start with your phone. If you have a laptop, you can use the webcam on your laptop as well. So that's what I would like say is our shoot phase. So start phase is your phone essentially. And our shoot phase will say, use a laptop, you know, get a webcam so that you can increase your quality. Definitely get a microphone if you're using a laptop so that you have better sound. We can sit through bad video, but we cannot sit through bad audio. (laughs) So definitely invest in a microphone. Even if you're using your phone, use your headphones and use the wired in ones, not the Bluetooth ones, just so that you know, because the wired in ones have a better, have better technology to pick up that sound. So even though they're not in style anymore, (laughs) you still want to use a wired headphone so that that microphone can pick up what you're saying if you're creating content with your phone. So there's so many things to think about, but the best thing that you have is what you have. That's empowering because again, I think when we hear it's too expensive, it's as if it puts video in this inaccessible category where we're not even sure where to begin. We feel inadequate already, right? A lot of us do with that imposter syndrome that comes bubbling up and here we're adding one more thing to the pie. But what I'm hearing is no, no, no. Start with what you have. Start with what you have. I love the best camera is the one you have on you. That is 
Amazing. I love that. I remember being told that when I first was starting in photography. And you're right. It's just proven true year over year after year. So I'm curious to know from you as well. We have all of these different platforms right now that independent business owners are showing up on. TikTok is on the rise, as we know. Instagram Uh is shifting more and more to video with Reels, uh, you know, being emphasized. I mentioned YouTube Shorts earlier. I'm curious, you know, where you enjoy showing up, any any predictions or things that you're hearing or seeing as you're coaching people who want to be showing up better online, you know, what do you think is the future of the landscape of video as it relates to social media? That is such a juicy question. Um, I like to, first of all, <laughs> everyone is like, every single platform is video centric right now, right? True. Yeah, at the forefront. And so I feel like we're, and and I might get like in trouble for this, but that's okay. No I'm such thing. Space. <laughs> so I feel like right now, short form content is definitely at the forefront. But then when we think about our business goals as independent business owners, long form content is where that sweet spot lies, right? So you have your people getting on short form content, like finding you, finding your uh, your knowledge and whatever you're saying, loving your personality, your style, whatever it is that they come to you for, loving your tips. And so they want more of you. So I would say even right now we're seeing all of the bigger creators on TikTok actually moving off of that platform and moving over to YouTube, right? But I would say, think about your goals as a business owner so that you know exactly what kind of video you want to lean into. So sometimes we have trends, but the trends are also probably not for business owners, right? It's kind of like when we think about creators, creators have to have a a huge audience to make a million dollars. A business owner doesn't. So you really have to think about where you are in your process and what your goals are specifically. So that's the first thing that I would say. I like to say that, like just set that tone when I am thinking about trends. But as a business owner, your goal is traffic, right? You wanna find the right people and then you want to spend time nurturing that traffic. So I would say right now and kind of into the future, what we can see now, short form for traffic getting people, you know, to find you and kind of like what you're sharing. And then you got to nurture that community. And I like saying there are two, obviously, forms of long form video. One, pre-recorded, and the second one is live. I think so many people are sleeping on live content and the power of being live. So that I can see in the future being a differentiator that people are completely sleeping on. Because with live content, like I said, I was saying the other day on my YouTube channel, we do pre-record it and I used to do lives and my audience would be so connected with me. They would meet me on Friday nights, every single Friday for an Ask Zaley kind of session where I would answer so many questions and I stopped doing it. I recently started back and, and I'm like, I don't care that YouTube right now doesn't want you to, you know, <laughs> do two types of long form content. I care about my audience Mm. and I care about touching base with them. And the thing is, especially as a YouTuber, when I start calling names and saying, hey, you know, hey, Ken, I see you all the time in the comments, you're always showing up. 
don't you think that makes such a big difference? <laughs> so, so I am like an on-trend, but also off-trend person. I'm always thinking about my goals, my customers and clients, and I really care to pour into them. So sometimes I'm a bit of a rebel. <laughs> we welcome that here. I'm a big believer that rebels are the ones who change the world. So we're going to keep leaning into that side. We're going to keep doing it. I love that. Everyone's sleeping on lives. I mean, I am. So I'm taking that advice and going to run with it. You're going to start seeing me maybe show up live more often. Yay! And you are the ultimate influencer. I will say for folks listening, I bought a standing desk and a walking pad for my standing desk because of Zaley right here. <laughs> watching her document her work days and getting on that that's that walking pad and just killing it with your steps and I'm bringing this up for an important reason I think sometimes as business owners too we feel so trapped in what we're allowed to share we feel like we can only share you know exactly what we do and that's it and nothing else but I really have bonded with you in particular by watching these sort of additional aspects. You might even still be teaching me on your main point of contact, but you're showing a little bit more behind the curtain. You're revealing to me, this is what my workspace actually looks like. Here's me in my like leggings, on my you know walking pad with my hoodie on, cranking it out and getting the work done. And as I would watch you doing all of this, and you're still teaching me, you're straight up teaching me, you know, even amidst that, I felt more and more connected to you. I felt like we were working side by side, right? You might be in Dallas, I might be in Annapolis, but that's not really the case because- We're in this thing together. We're in it together. And so I want to hear from you on that. Is that a strategic decision that you made to start showing up, not just facing the camera, but allowing your audience more into your world? You know, that is such a great question, Natalie. <laughs> Honestly, so I, I would say at my core, I am an influencer. At my core, I am a creative. I had to learn how to be a business owner, right? Ooh, I, like I had that. to learn how to tap into that. Like, even though like I have like deep entrepreneurial roots within my family, like I still had to, I still was like 16, 17 thinking, you know what? I'm going to kill it in the corporate world. I am definitely not going to have my own business. And then a few years later, that completely changed. But I had to learn how to be a business owner. And in saying that, like, I definitely poured myself into my business and made a, a conscious decision for my sanity to make sure that I am also creating in a way where I enjoy it and I'm able to connect with my audience on a, on a whole other level. So that was a conscious decision. And honestly, when I started doing it, I didn't know if it would work. Like, I wasn't sure of, like you're saying, because we kind of feel like, you know, we have to stay in a box and I only have to show you the new lens that is out or I only have to show you like, you know, how to, you know, keep the brightness on your phone at a certain level, like, you know, all those things. But no, I'm a person behind this business. And when I started sharing from that perspective, what I found was that was the determining factor of, mm. you know what, like, I want to work with you. I've been watching you and I've been wanting to work with you, but now I want to work with you, <laughs> you know? So things like that just add a layer of uniqueness to your brand. I believe in personal branding so like strongly. And I believe that that is a layer that you can tap into because businesses have a lifespan, right? Right. And I still want to be able to connect with people because that's what I love doing and create for people and share things. And that's what I do. That's it. But 
it was definitely a struggle of should I do this? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to break a rule here. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, completely niche myself. My business is niched, but I don't have to niche myself. Ooh. So niche, niche. Oh, I, I like them both. I use them both. <laughs> I, but that right there is a is kind of a hot take that I'm really digging. That whole concept mm-hmm. of, yes, you can niche down your business, niche down your business, but you don't have to do that to yourself. Uh-huh. Allowing yourself to show up as a whole human being and mm. not just as the part of you that maybe you feel like you have to. I, there's something there. I l- absolutely love that. Now, for listeners who, let's say they have the fundamentals down, and a lot of our listeners do, a lot of them in the independent business space in particular here at HoneyBook, they're creatives in some capacity. Not all, but many are. And so they have a little bit of background maybe in lighting or they understand kind of the basics of using their phone, camera. But beyond that, it feels like a totally new world, right? Maybe they don't even own a mic, but you recommend like get that mic, start there for sure. If somebody's looking to level up, and take that next step to go, you know, maybe one 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 level above where they are today. Are there any immediate recommendations that come to mind? And it doesn't just have to be product. It could be resources maybe that you have, a direction you want to point them to, an education. Or, you know, maybe it is as simple as like, hey, get the webcam. Honestly, if you've been holding out, that's where you start. I'm so curious. For the level uppers, what's your recommendation? For the level uppers, there are two things that I like to say, right? We have time and we have money. So if you have the time, then obviously, you know, you are able to start thinking about things that you would like to improve. And I like to say it could be your equipment, right? But it could also be yourself. How are you presenting yourself on camera, right? So those are two things that, because you can have the, the like, the camera that is not that great, but when you get on camera and you present, oh my gosh, like your energy and the way that you pour into your audience, the way that you start your videos, the stories that you tell, all of those things can make a complete difference, right? So equipment, but also yourself. I like to say your confidence, <laughs> right? And so um, for that, we all, we have the camera confidence class. I created that class specifically for the people that are struggling with their on-camera persona, their personality, like how to bring the best on camera. So, you know, look into things like that. Like, you know, what is the posture like that I'm supposed to have? Or uh, am I using my voice in a way that is interesting and enticing? You know, there's so many things that we teach in that class. Just look at other creators and see like, I like this person. Maybe I need to move my camera to a different space in in the room that I'm in. Or there are simple little tweaks that you can definitely do. And we have an amazing guide on the startshootgrow.com website that you can tap into that has different levels for start, shoot, and grow. And I guide you through all of the things that you need to upgrade your set. So, you know, definitely tap into that. For the other person who has the money to level up, hire someone. That's something that we do. We offer that service to where we will order all of your equipment and we will come to you and set that up. What? So hire someone if you don't have the time because not everyone has the time or the expertise to figure out, you know, all of these things. So my partner and I, we love doing that and it's something that not everybody just has the time or expertise. Like for me, when I have an interview, 
My set is already set up. I just turn my lights on, turn my camera on, and I sit down. That's it. And for the so for the person that doesn't have the time to learn all of these things, that's something that we do provide. That's incredible. It reminds me a lot of HoneyBook onboarding. So we hear all the time, I just don't have time to onboard my entire client flow. And so what did we do? We started working with pros, HoneyBook pros that do similar to video what you do where they say, we'll do it for you. We can completely get you set up. And there is value oftentimes as a business owner you know, looking at that kind of uh, intersection of time and money and saying, okay, if I actually have the money and I'm willing to set it aside, it's going to save me all this time. And oftentimes bringing in a professional team to get you set up with your video or to get you onboarded in any capacity of your business, whether it's client flow or it's video content, it's very oftentimes worth it if you can make that swing in your business. And same with, yeah. with our podcast, the same thing. I had, you know, a training day with the audio to really learn yes. how it works in the video. And I, you know, I, I I can't recommend it enough. And so we'll make sure in the show notes to link all of those resources that Zaylee just mentioned, including her course and anything else that we've talked about today. As we kind of round a corner, there is a question that I ask every single guest of this podcast. And I would really love to know from you, what do you believe is the biggest differentiator between the businesses that succeed and the ones that fail? And it can be anything. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's the ability to adapt. Mm. I really genuinely think it's the ability to adapt. Like, I think that sometimes as business owners, we let ego get into our, you know, just what we're doing. And I think that when you have a business, you, you cannot operate like that. You have to be open to the changes that are happening, trends that are happening. There's so much to embrace as the world changes and develops. Like I know copywriters are going crazy right now with the release of AI and tools like ChatGPT and Jasper. How can you use this in your business? How can you create a better experience for yourself and for other people? you know, using the tools that are coming out instead of screaming about it, right? How can you differentiate yourself? There's industries are always changing. Trends are coming back around. They're moving, they're shifting. I mean, I'm at the age now to where I'm like, songs are coming back around. (laughs) Everything is a cycle. Fashion is coming back around. I'm like, girl, we did that years ago. (laughs) Everything is like, everything is cyclical. And what might be working in the past five years in your business is not gonna be working in the next five years. So you have to keep an ear to the streets, okay? (laughs) So that you are able to adapt and evolve if you are looking to, you know, really build a sustainable business. On that note, that gosh, that is what a way to end. That is so powerful. Yes, yes, yes. I know that our listeners are going to want to know where they can find you and you know how they can connect with you deeper. So could you share that with everyone listening to the podcast? Of course. I am Zaley Barclay everywhere. That's X-A-Y-L-I-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. And that's everywhere. Uh, ZaleyBarclay.com is my website. And I love connecting with people, especially in the DMs. So don't be shy and reach out and let me know that you heard me or saw me on the Independent Business Podcast. (laughs) Saley, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Hello. (laughs) This has been so fun. (laughs) 
That ends our episode of the Independent Business Podcast. Everything that we've discussed today can be found at podcast.honeybook.com. Head to our website for access to show notes, relevant links, and all of the resources that you need to level up. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss our future content. Drop us a review and leave our guests some love on social. Thanks again for listening.